Welcome to The 100 Podcast. It's Ed and Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today, we're continuing our team preview series by taking a look at the Birmingham Phoenix. Obviously, they're going to be based at Edgebaston. They're going to be coached by Daniel Vittori, who's taken over for Andrew McDonald in 2020. They were captained by local hero Moe Nally. And Charlie, this is a side that we think has been really cannily put together, an explosive top order, loads of quality, and a very, very good bowling attack, which we think could be hugely successful. So talk us through our best 11 for the Birmingham Phoenix. Absolutely. So opening up, we have explosive Finn Allen and Liam Livingston, then Moen Alley in at three, Tom Abel at four, and Will Smead at five. Then Chris Cook at six, who will take the gloves, and Chris Wokes at seven. Then we have Benny Howell at eight, Tom Helm, Adam Milne, and Imran Tahir. Let's start at the top of the order with Finn Allen and Liam Livingston. Obviously, Liam made a fantastic century against Pakistan at Trent Bridge for England recently. That was a fabulous innings. And Finn Allen really is a breakout star in T20 cricket over the last year or so. They're both ultra-aggressive players. They've opened for Lancashire together this year, which has been really fun to watch. And I think, Charlie, they could be really explosive at the top of the order for the Phoenix, but they score really quickly. Absolutely. I've been saying for a while now that I think Liam Livingston is one of the finest white ball hitters England have. And I think he should be playing really regularly for England in the T20 side. And paired up with Phil Allen, who I reckon is primed for a really big breakout, I think he's going to be a superstar very soon. This all-Lancashire pairing is incredibly strong. Um, this is yet another entry in episodes where I say that this is probably the best opening pairing the tournament has to offer. We're here almost every time and I'm going to be there again because I really like this one. Ben Allen's interesting because I remember the first time I saw him play was at the Under-19 World Cup where I believe he was captain in New Zealand who got absolutely run over by Afghanistan who scored 300 and then they bowled him out for like 120 or something. Majiba Rahman took a lot of wickets. That was a dreadful sign. I remember watching him and thinking hey, he's a good batter but he doesn't have a great deal of power. And now you watch him and suddenly oh, he's growing his muscles a bit he's grown up he's a big lad now and he can hit the ball a long way I do think he's been in fantastic form of late and he got picked up for RCB recently in the IPL which was a surprise to us at the time but you look at his record in New Zealand it's fantastic and then well, he's had a good T20 blast this year striking at 160 then Liam Livingston we just know how good he is we just know how good he is and I think we both believe he has been undervalued and underrated for a long time in English cricket We'll have a separate debate at another time about whether he gets in this England T20 side. For me, he does. I just think he is really, really high-quality T20 player. And we'll get onto his bowling as well later. But I don't think that's the best opening partnership in the tournament. I'd say it's a middling one, but they're very explosive. They score very quickly, and I think that's going to be important. But at three, I think the cornerstone of this side is obviously Moeen Ali, local hero. He's going to captain. Moeen Ali is a fantastic cricketer, especially at the T20 blast level, at the top of the order. Whereas for England and across the world, he might be better suited at four or five. In the T20 blast and in England, he's batted very well at three for Worcestershire before and can completely take teams apart. Yeah, I think Moeen is one of the best six hitters in the game. And I don't think England use him correctly, in my opinion. I really hope to see him batting up the order for England more. Uh, but England aside, I think the top order is where he dominates. Uh, he's been great for Worcestershire there, as you say, for a long time now. And I think him coming in at three is going to be superb for this side. So I think that top three looking very, very strong for me. Moe Nally, I think, should be used as a spin-hitting middle-order pinch hitter for England. But again, we'll get into that debate at another time. But at the top of the order in domestic cricket, 
Moeen always stands up in the T20 Blast. He's also, by the way, a fantastic white ball captain. I think that's talked about enough. The job he does for Worcestershire when he's there is remarkable. At two finals days, I think they've played with him as captain. He won one of them and got to the final in the other. He marshals his bowling attack really well, and Worcestershire have a very limited bowling attack in T20 cricket. So I think his value as a captain should not be underrated. And I think he's the key part of this side, and I'm so excited to watch Moeen play. But let's move into this middle order now, Charlie. Obviously, Tom Abel, Will Smead, Chris Cook might not be the most acclaimed names in this competition. It might not be a middle order that excites a lot of people, but for us, this is a really good core to have coming in after the likes of Finn Allen, Liam Livingston and Moen Ali. Yeah, this is where this side starts to get pretty moneyball, I reckon, because you have guys here who, like you say, are not the most huge names. But stats-wise, if you look at what they can offer, then they make a lot of sense. So Tom Abel, for example, comes into this tournament having played, I believe, the most ramps and scoop shots out of anyone in a T20 Blast. So that shows you what he can do. I think the amount of 360 hitting that you get from Abel is really, really uh, exciting. And I think he offers you a nice bit of variety to the really more explosive, hard-hitting top order that you have there. Will Smead has a very high boundary count. And I think that would have really played a big part of his selection here for the Birmingham Phoenix. He's a very exciting young talent, not played a huge deal of cricket, but I think he is he's a big lad. He hits the ball very hard and he hits a lot of boundaries. Uh, and I think he offers you a really nice low order hitter. Agreed. And I think Tom Abel is thought of as this little guy good in the middle overs or run lots of twos. But actually, I don't think that's the case. He used to be a relatively limited T20 player, but I think he's really come on of late. And you just look at his record over the last few years. It is fantastic. He's only played three T20 Blast games this year because of injury, I believe. But... His strike rate is 170 this year, and that's the kind of thing he can do. He is not just somebody who's going to be scooping inventive and stuff. He scores really, really quickly. That's great. Will Smead, we think, is a really talented young guy, and I think his presence in that middle order will add a bit of youth and a bit of, I don't know, not indifference, but just excitement and a lack of fear. He plays that way for Somerset. I think he's a really good talent, so I'm excited to see him play. And then Chris Cook is a very good hitter at the death. I think Chris Cook might be a bit of a bargain for this side, because when you are getting a keeper quite late on in the draft, as they got with Chris Cook, I'm not sure how many really powerful hitters you get. And Chris Cook actually can do that. He's a good hitter of pace bowling at death, and I think that's why they selected him. So excited to see him there. But let's move into this bowling attack. Now, in the lower middle order, Chris Wokes at seven, Benny Howell at eight. By the way, Benny Howell, also a good batter. He's been batting at three so far for Gloucestershire this season has actually had a pretty good tournament and we know what Chris Wokes can do there so that's seven or eight that's not the that's not the batting stopping by any means whatsoever you look at Benny Howell's record this year he's striking 146 with average of 26 he's useful so that's good but they're obviously in there primarily for their bowling so let's start with Chris Wilkes' bowling Charlie he's gone to the T20 side for England a bit recently but he hasn't played a great deal of T20 cricket around the world actually over the last four years no, he hasn't, but he's coming to some quite nice form, actually. Um, I was kind of sceptical about his T20 ability uh, until fairly recently, but having seen him play over in the IPL for the Delhi Capitals in the first half of that season, he was quite good. I like what he offered. He has quite a lot of control, which is a nice skill to have. Obviously, he's like the quickest bowler, but he does have the ability to tie you down nicely and take wickets for quite cheaply, which I think is a really important skill to have. So I'm quite interested to see how he goes here, because I think he'll be looking to push for a place in the England T20 World Cup squad. And I think this is a good platform for him to show what he can do. 
I really do think that Chris Wilkes has great upside in the T20 format, and he's been a good white ball bowler for quite a while. Very good in 50 over cricket, but I do think my Chris Wilkes rule is really exacerbated in T20 cricket and will be in the 100. So my Wilkes rule is, whatever format Wilkes is playing, he is a world-class bowler if he is bowling at 87 miles an hour. But if he dips down to 82, 83 miles an hour, he is a below average bowler. I think when he's just getting through that little bit quicker, he is so much more effective, especially in T20 cricket. I think when he's getting his pace up, he's steaming in and he's just hitting that bat a little bit harder. He can be really great. So I think it's important to see how quickly he bowls. And that's that's my big Chris Wilkes rule. And I'm excited to see how it goes because I do think there's a lot of ability there. And I think he'll be interesting as a power play bowler to try and take some wickets early on. And then Benny Howell, before we get to the rest of this bowling attack, Benny Howell is such a quality T20 bowler. He really is a diamond in the rough. And obviously the Phoenix know he's not a diamond in the rough. They know he's just a diamond, but he's barely ever getting a chance for the T20 circuit. And that is completely wrong. Benny Howell is one of the best middle-over bowlers in the world. I can only assume that the reason he doesn't get more franchise gigs and international recognition is purely because teams don't necessarily know if his pace will translate to higher levels of cricket. But I disagree. I don't think that's relevant. I think that what he offers with the slower balls and his myriad of variations is such a useful asset to have. And I think it's such a a high quality skill. And I don't think there are many players out there who can do remotely similar to what he does. I think he is a very unique bowler. I don't really know of anyone else who does exactly what he does. And so having him to bowl, as you say, in the middle overs, to take the pace off the ball and completely flummox the opposition, make sure they're constantly through the shots before the ball's reached them. I think that's such a useful talent. And I think he could be really key to this side, actually. Agreed. He has about 30 slower balls, he says. He's always trying to create more. He's actually spent quite a lot of time studying baseball pitching to try and learn stuff from that. And I think he's a really unique operator. And it's a shame that at 32 years old, he hasn't yet played in some of the bigger tournaments. He did play for the Melbourne Renegades recently in the Big Bash. That made us very happy. But he's a fantastic operator. His career economy rate in T20 cricket is 7. And that's remarkable, I think. And he'll be a really good operator in the middle overs. And then also what they'll do in the middle overs, Charlie, is bowl the likes of Liam Livingston and Moeen Ali, both very good operators. And of course, Imran Tahir, the very wily veteran South African leg spinner. Let's focus on this spin attack for a moment. Obviously, we'll get onto Liam and Moeen in a second. But let's start with Imran Tahir. Coming in to replace Adam Zampa, that's like for like as much as you can get, really. Imran has been so good on the T20 circuit for a long time. He's skiddy, he's not a big turner of the ball, but he's a fantastic leg spinner and I think has the possibility of being one of the finest bowlers in this competition. Absolutely. And I, I think... Look, I don't want to become a passion merchant. That's the last thing I want to become. But I do love Imran's passion for the game. I love how much he cares about playing cricket. And I just love watching him play because of that. Because if he's loving what he's doing, I'm loving watching him do what he does. So I think as a spectator, I couldn't be happier to have someone like Imran to hear playing cricket in the 100. But obviously on the pitch, his primary talent is the skill. He's still a very, very good operator. Yes, he's in his 40s now. I don't care. He's still so good. And I think... That alongside uh, Livingston and the Moeen Alley, I reckon that's a really nice spin attack. And what I think is great about Imran Tahir is that there's no natural stopping point for him. I think he could just keep going. I think he could do a Bradley Hogg because he loves the game and he's not lost any of that ability yet. 
So I think this is a fantastic pick for the Birmingham Phoenix. Obviously, he's not a big turn of the ball, but he's quick through the air. He's got a googly. He's tough to pick. And I just think he's a fantastic operator. And then obviously, oh, it's really nice when your second and third spinners are Moeen Ali and Liam Livingston. We know what Moeen Ali offers as a T20 bowler, obviously. But Liam Livingston is actually kind of the story here because he's very rare in the fact that he bowls both off spin and leg spin depending on the matchup he faces up against. And Charlie, we've talked a lot about ampidextrous bowlers in the past and how effective they could be but Liam Livingston basically is an ampidextrous bowler in the fact that he spins it both ways to both batsmen that's really rare and it creates really exciting matchups because when Liam Livingston's bowling he is never bowling to a poor matchup no and I think that makes him such a valuable player I don't think there are many cricketers who can do what he does as far as the all-round package goes obviously the bowling is great and in fact the batting too and you have such an incredibly rare talent there and so I think, if I remember correctly, Livingston was their first pick in the draft. And you can see why, because it's a scarcity of resources issue, as we spoke about before, and I believe the Oval Invincibles preview. Attacking players of that rare skill set, particularly if they're domestic players, as Livingston is. Go for them early. Agreed. And the fact they attack Liam with their first pick in 2019, by the way, which shocked a lot of people, was fantastic business. And I think he's a really rare skill set and I think he'll be really valuable to the side. And I think what he offers, Imran Tahir offers, Moeen Ali offers, there's a lot of flexibility. And Benny Howell as well. There's just loads of flexibility in this side. And it just gives you so many bowling options in this side. They have seven genuine bowlers. So I think that's really exciting and offers a lot. Uh, finally, let's talk about Tom Helm and Adam Milne. Obviously, they're both very good right-arm quicks. Adam Milne is obviously electric, very fast, had a lot of success for Kent in the T20 Blast of late. A cricketer that I think is underrated in the T20 format. You just look at his record, especially in England, where he is absolutely fantastic. And you think, why isn't he getting more opportunities? He's a con rate of 7.81 in the three games he played for Kent this year, but he's had so much success for them before, and he really is a fantastic cricketer. And then Tom Helm, obviously, uh, has a lot of ability with the new ball, and I think is a guy who has a lot of upside to develop into a significantly better T20 player than he is at this point. So I think they round off this attack very nicely, because when you have Wokes, when you have Adam Milne, you have Tom Helm, that's three genuine death bowling options, and guys who can bowl in the power play. So again, this bowling lineup has loads of flexibility. It does. I'm actually particularly excited by Tom Helm. I think he's a pretty good bowler, but I don't think he's always flattered by the bowlers he plays with Middlesex. Um, I've spoken before, but we both have about Middlesex's questionable T20 bowling attack. And I think Tom Helm kind of gets let down a little bit by some of the bowlers he's surrounded by. So I think in this side, which is a pretty high quality bowling attack, in my opinion, I'm excited to see if there's an improvement there, because I think there will be. And let's talk flexibility again. Because they have these seven bowlers, there's no reason why Tom Helm couldn't drop out and you could play Adam Hose or Miles Hammond if you wanted to strengthen the batting. If you stuck Miles Hammond at the top, you dropped everyone down one, that would lengthen the batting, and you'd still have six frontline bowlers. So I think there is just loads of flexibility with this side. So Charlie, where do you think the flaw in this side might be? And what are your expectations for them this season? Honestly, I don't think there's an obvious weakness here. I think this is a really nicely balanced team. Like, I don't think it's necessarily the strongest man player for player in terms of star appeal, but I don't really care about that. I think, you know, in terms of what we know the players could actually contribute, I think all realm, this is a really nicely put together squad. I guess the only area I'd say is slightly weaker is potentially in the middle order. I like Abel, I like Smead and Cook very, very much. I think they're all really, really good cricketers, but... I think it's maybe slightly weakened than the others on this play in this particular tournament. 
But that being said, I don't think it's that weak at all. I still think it's strong. And overall, I can see this side doing really, really well. I can definitely see him challenging for that, uh, that final spot here. Uh, I think they're really good. Yeah, I agree. And I think the middle order is the weakness. I just don't think they have a really powerful finisher. They have so much aggression at the top for now than Liam Livingston, Moen Ali. We know how good Abel and Smeed are and Chris Good to Death, but I just don't think they have that really powerful finisher in that kind of, I know, Ross Whiteley mold or a Karen Pollard role, something like that. They don't have a player in that mold who can be a real power hitter at the death. And when you have so much explosiveness at the top and some really good middle order players, it might not necessarily be a weakness, but I do think it might hold them back in certain situations so i'll be interested to see that batting lineup works and they do have the flexibility to bring in adam hose and miles hammond so for me I, I just think that there is so much flexibility both with the batting and the bowling i do think they're one of the strongest four teams in this competition charlie before we go which player are you most excited to watch from the birmingham phoenix in the hundred i'm gonna go for benny Howell. i love what benny Howell has to offer i think he's one of a kind cricketer really I mean, I'm going to shout out his batting as well because he's been in really good touch with last year this year, batting up the order, but it's his bowling where he really comes into his own. Uh, I think the slower ball pace off, I think he's going to be a real handful for quite a lot of batters in this tournament. So Benny Howell all the way. I'm going to go with Will Smead. He's not a player that a lot of people are talking about because he's very young. He's only just broken into this Somerset T20 side. But if he does play, I do think he has the ability to be a bit of a game changer for the Birmingham Feats. I think he can contribute and I think he can provide something to this side. So I'm very excited to watch him play. But obviously, I think if we were talking about the players, watch Kobe Moeen Ali. I think it's a great opportunity for him to captain his home side of the Birmingham Phoenix. It's a great opportunity for him to be a local hero and to really just say to the England selectors, look, I'm the best player there is. I can go out there. I can score loads of runs. I can be dominant. Pick me. I think it's a great moment for him. So there we go. I think we both really like the Birmingham Phoenix and we like a lot of teams in this tournament. If you want to hear what we think, you can check out the rest of our team previews. We've done one for every single side. So make sure to check them out. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast 100. Loads of great content there. And please review, rate and subscribe to the podcast. It would mean a lot. So thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you next time.